Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I am Renee. And today, full disclosure, I've got a little glass of red wine in my hand because I have had quite a week. And I'm thankful for it in the sense that it has reminded me so much of what I need to let go of. And I recently shared a post on TikTok this week that has been getting some good feedback and is just something that's so important to me anyway that I really wanted to dive into it a little bit more on the podcast. And that is all about half-assing your motherhood. (laughs) So I talk a lot about half-assing your life. And what I mean when I say that is that, gosh, so often these days, So many of us are being pushed to be perfect in every single area. Uh, You know, specifically women, especially moms. I'm not saying that women who have chosen to not have children don't have their pressures. Um, It's just not something that I could say I fully understand. I am not a single child-free 35-year-old. I am full of kids, (laughs) married for, oh my gosh, I don't even know, almost 14 years And I have learned that the best thing that I have done for my sanity and for my family to truly enhance my kids' lives was to start half-assing my motherhood. And the thing is, I'm kind of pissed off because I don't think all moms from all of eternity have had to deal with this. You know, I think back in the day, I think about my grandma, I think about how little pressure there was from everybody for her to show up as this like perfect human being from head to toe. Um, But then again, you know, back in the day, I think a lot of those women still, they they were, they were bosses. They did everything. They did all the things. Um, But I'm burnt out these days. And for my grandma, for every woman who has ever been, I wanted to encourage you today to start half-assing your motherhood. So if you have a hot second, I would love for you to sit down and listen to me. We're going to chat this through, ladies, okay? Um, Ladies, dads, whoever, if you are out there and you are overdoing it and you are freaking burnt out, this podcast episode is for you. Okay, so I think back about the mom that I used to be when I first started having kids, being a mom. So if you know my story, you know that I took on one slash two girls when I met my husband, Tom. 
So at the time, he was raising his daughter, his biological daughter, Destiny, full-time. And she was also still close to and involved with her maternal sister, Mary Jane. And Tom was acting as a dad to both girls. Um, they have both always been daughters to him. It's just such a complicated situation. So people never get it straight, even if they've known us their whole life. But back then, I had this idea that I had to be so perfect. And in doing so, I can see how my strive, striving for perfection in myself and in my parenting or how I was perceived as a parent actually set me back in so many ways. Uh, and I wish I could go back and undo it, but I'm thankful for the lessons that I have learned. So let's get into them because I feel like I keep delaying. But I used to be one of those moms who would do big birthday parties. My kids were talking about some of their birthday parties recently, and I love that they remember them. You know, I used to do like themed parties and everything matched. Everything went perfectly together. Um, you know, I always had this idea that it had to be perfect. I went all out on decorations, spent hundreds of dollars on just the theme and the look of the party. And as they've gotten older, I've kind of gotten a little bit more lax with this. I would rather spend $300 at Sky Zone for my daughter and all her friends and all of us to jump around, have a blast, laugh together, have a dodgeball war versus spending $300 at Party City on streamers and balloons and plates that match a theme. Um, I used to do every meal from scratch, literally every meal. So I was a stay-at-home mom, but also running my own photography business from home. And I would make everything from scratch. <laughs> I don't think I meal prepped either. Like I just every single day made every single meal from scratch. It was like I wanted to punish myself. I have no idea um, what was going on with that. And I also felt like I needed, I needed to be perfectly dressed and my kids needed to be perfectly dressed. You know, I felt this idea that if they didn't look perfect, I was being judged. And you know what? I probably was. But that's not on us, okay? If we've got other people who are judging the way our kids look, they're judging children, they're judging you, they're not cool people. <laughs> they're cool people. We all have natural judgments. Um, but anybody who's taking excessive time to judge you or the way you parent, um, you know, most likely grew up doing all of this to themselves. Not grew up, but they were adults who raised kids and had this idea that they also had to be perfection. And... It's so unfortunate because a lot of people didn't get the memo. There's so many moms, grandmas out there who no one has told like, hey, you know what? We don't have to like show up perfectly for everything. And I think it's the people who didn't get the memo are the people who are judging the harshest. Um, so at the end of the day, I feel bad for them because I feel like they must be still juggling all the balls that I decided to drop years ago. And I, I mean, I feel for them. So what did I do to make this shift? Because I used to spend so much time focusing on this stuff that, let's be honest, is really superficial stuff, like having perfect parties or, you know, making the perfect meal or always looking perfect. Um, what I had to decide to do, and this, of course, went hand in hand with my minimalist journey, was deciding what actually matters. What in my life what in my parenthood actually matters at the end of the day? 
Now, my kids still talk about the birthdays and I love themed birthdays. They are so much fun for sure. Like I'm not dissing on those at all. I think it's so cool when people take the time to do it. But what I was doing was spending a ton of money and usually causing myself financial stress. And I was like this secret tension ball the entire party. So my kids are opening presents. They're having a blast, having so much fun. Everyone else is conversing around me. And I'm like hustling around trying to make sure that the Cinderella or the Snow White candied apples still look perfect and refilling the Olaf punch or whatever. Those little things I can remember from the themed birthday parties that I did where I was so busily hustling around and making sure that the party was perfect that I wasn't present. And I missed out on so much, so much slowness, so much awareness was missed out on because I felt this need to be this perfect party hostess for like a three-year-old. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, that's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to show up. And like I said, now when it comes to say I had a $300 birthday budget, I would love to take my kids somewhere. And you know, we have, we try to go out, we try to do more things um, with them versus just having a big giant party that at the end of the day, the majority of that $300 gets thrown right in the garbage. And you know, when I look at healthy food, is healthy food still something that is important to me? Yes. But I want to say I need it to be clear. Like I was crazy. There may have been a time when Tom came home and I was throwing away half of our food because I heard that it was toxic and bad for me and um, just went right off the deep end, guys. I went right off the deep end um, trying to make the healthiest meals and take such good care of my kids that it actually made my health worse if we're going to dive into me for just a hot second. I got so sick when I was at my quote unquote healthiest eating phase. Um, but that is a topic for another day. So here are some of like the healthy food decisions that I have had to make of what I can actually control and what actually matters to me. So I used to buy all organic, didn't matter what it was. It was always organic. And now I have decided, you know what, if I'm buying chips, I don't need organic chips. Chips are already bad for me. They are already terrible. I may as well just dive all in and have junky chips. We don't have them that often. And if they're going to be, so be it. Um, and you know, the, I think it's called the dirty dozen where they say like, there are certain fruits and vegetables that you should buy organic because they're more likely to have the pesticides right on the surface type thing. Things like berries, you know, where the berries are just open and exposed, but then there are things like avocados or bananas that have the peel that gets taken off um, and is less exposed, like they're a little bit cleaner. Those types of things, I don't worry about buying organic as much. So I make sure to buy things like berries and other fruits and vegetables that are exposed or a part of that dirty dozen. I make sure to buy those ones organic. Other ones, I'm a little bit more lax. It is what it is. Um, and also Organic in a microwavable bag was something that I just had to decide was okay for my family. Like I said, I used to cook everything from scratch, I used to shop at the farmer's market, which I love doing and totally recommend. But there were times that I was rushing to get meals done. I was overstressed and dishes were piling up. 
the decision to go, okay, I'm going to buy this Costco size bag of broccoli. It's all organic broccoli. It comes in steamable bags. And I don't think I ever really popped it in the microwave. I might have. Um, but just taking the time to dump the broccoli in a pan with a little bit of steamed water, with a little bit of water to steam them really quick or to cook them. So be it. I had to make so many decisions when it came to still trying to eat healthy, but also making that decision of asking myself what actually matters, what actually matters. And for me, again, trying to make perfect foods, trying to create perfect meals, added more time, more cleaning to my schedule and added way more stress where I was more likely to snap at my kids at bedtime because I was so burnt out from trying to make them dinner. Um, and that's just not okay. So, you know, things like maybe organic rice noodles and an organic spaghetti sauce is now okay with me. Where before that was just not okay. We needed more vegetables. We needed organic vegetables. And dropping the ball in that area has been one of the best things that I can do for myself because we enjoy our food together and we actually get to enjoy our time and have conversations with one another and spend time together versus me like barking at everybody or hustling around the kitchen, panting like a psychopath. And when it comes to being perfectly dressed, I remember I had a friend who had a baby really young and she always dressed her son so freaking adorable. It's hard not to see a kid dressed up perfectly and be like, oh my gosh, look how cute. But the thing is, <laughs> I don't know of any other moms had this like hardcore realization of how much freaking work it takes to make a kid look like that. Um, to have them like have a matching outfit, to have their hair perfectly done. It's exhausting, especially if you have kids like mine who don't naturally actually want to do any of that stuff. My son, out of the, the two girls that I fully raised and my son, he is the only one who will like, he's up at 6 a.m. and he is usually dressed before seven. He's dressed nice. He always matches. Um, and the girls that I raised, you know, are both very much like bedhead, brush it if I can, sweatpants all day. And I have told them both, I am so thankful for this because it helped me shake free from my idea that I always had to be perfect, that I always had to look, you know, the part or that I always had to be wearing the right style. By me encouraging myself to let go and allow them to show up as themselves, I also gave myself per permission to do the same. Um, and you know, the more and more I've realized that creating kids who look perfect um, can be causing a lot of harm inside because they are growing up with this idea that they have to always look perfect, that they always have to be the part, that they should show up and dress for other people or that they should dress in a way that's pleasing to other people versus dressing in a way that feels authentic and real for who they are. Um, so that was something I had to learn to let go of more and more as my kids got older and older. And it's tough, especially because I think a lot of times what we do is we have this idea of who we are going to be as moms. We have this idea of who our kids are going to be. And chances are all those beautiful, wonderful images are all wrong. Every single one of those images <laughs> is wrong. I 
want to say with 99.99% certainty that the parents who think like, oh, this was exactly how I imagined it to be are probably so wound up from trying to control everything. You know, I think a lot of um, previous generations have had that idea that if kids are obeying and if kids are well-dressed, then they are happy. And, you know, more and more we are learning as a society that that's not true, that that type of environment, that type of, you know, home life can lead to a lot of depression and anxiety and a lot of people who are out of touch with who they really are. You know, and I think the more and more we can let go of those beliefs that society is placing on us about who we need to be, how we need to show up, what we need to do, what we need to dress like, what we need to look like, all of it. If we can decide what actually matters to us and let go of anything else that doesn't, there is so much freedom. And that's what I call half-assing motherhood. It's not even half-assing motherhood. It's wholehearting motherhood on your own terms, rather than trying to break yourself into 18 bajillion different pieces to please everyone else's version of who you should be as a perfect parent. Everybody these days has an opinion and it's easier and easier for them to share those opinions, no matter what they are, you know, and if you try to please them all, you get nowhere. And when you're trying to please all of these other people, your focus is off of your kids. At the end of the day, that's really what happens, you know? So my question for you today would be, what can you let go of? What actually matters in your motherhood? When you think of the legacy you want to leave behind, the memories you want to leave behind for your kids, what kind of mom do you want them to remember? What do you think the most important things should be? And then anything that doesn't line up with those, anything that doesn't matter, work to let go. And it's so difficult to do sometimes, I know. Um, But I promise you, there is so much freedom on the other side. I know this was kind of rushed through and a little bit chaotic, but I truly believe so much that us as mothers, and it just as humans in general, have got to let go of so much of the things we think we should do. And those things that we think we should do are really what we believe others, other people's expectations for us are. The more you can let go of that, the more freedom you will find in yourself and the more you will be able to actually show up every day and enjoy your kids. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here and remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneevenice.com slash links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.